Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites, and we're going to be talking today for you who own, run, operate, manage, or partner with a business. So one of those topics, we're going to cover a couple of them today. One is about you and your business, that attitude and behavior are your brand. Your brand and your branding message needs to include and be wrapped around all aspects of your business. And this plays off of a lot of what we talked about in the last show. Small business owners rarely put enough attention to branding and the importance of branding. It's much more than just a logo, a name, a label, or a catchy slogan. Brands reflect the integrity and the reputation of both the company and the business owner. And so that's really what it's about. Your brand exists because of your customer bases, your internal customers like associates, employees, referrers, strategic alliances, presence of buyers, as well as your external customers like past and present buyers, prospective buyers and employees and prospective suppliers. What it is that you put out to each of them at the end of every day is what adds up to your brand and branding. And that translates into how you deal with others and with other businesses and other audiences on a day-by-day basis. So keep in mind that one unhappy customer will tell 10 other people about her or his lack of satisfaction. And, and that's a fact. That's not just a guess. So if you, if you think about that, and in case you weren't doing the math, that's 100 people walking around bad-mouthing a business that may naively dismiss one upset as just one upset. But ah, the reverse is true. Delight one person and you gain a hundred positive referrals. So Johnny's talked a lot about delighting the customers and delighting uh, employees and uh, delighting the world. And he says he is a delight to work with. And Johnny, here, you, you want to come in on some of this? Well, I don't think I understood the concept of branding when I first started in business. So we might have two or three different logos of our business. Right. One on the trucks is different than the one in the office, and uh, the one in the office okay. different than the letterhead. I learned that, uh, over time how, how did important you learn? that what, was. What, what, yeah, I share that with you. Well, part of it was I brought people in who were smarter than I was, and they said, Johnny, what are you doing? you got all these different looks out there. You want people to see you the same everywhere they go. Right. Uh, I kind of knew that, but I didn't really applied in my business i knew that coke was the same everywhere no matter when you saw them whether it's on a truck or a sign or the building or anywhere even on the bottle well a lot of times people don't associate things like that with their own small business they don't they don't and that's a good point and i think that was my case i finally learned to do it and so everything started being branded the same the same look it was in fact, we even put a concrete sign out in front of our building that was the same concrete sign that was on the trucks, that was on the letterhead and everywhere else. I had people say, well, this doesn't look all that sophisticated. I said, we're not. We're construction people. That's our brand. We're just down and dirty construction people. We get things done for owners. And once I settled on that, I was did much better, I think, in branding. Mm-hmm. And it was important that that I understand that, and you have to listen to people who are experts at that if you're going to ever be humble well, enough to make alone. the change. I mean, you, uh, most businesses start out very discombobulated, you know, and have m- mixed messages that they're putting out, 
and that's not good because mixed messages are not memorable. Nobody remembers well, uh, all the different Urgent things. takes the place of the important. Right. And that's why it just gets pushed back because it's not that important. Right. And this doesn't just like drop out of the sky and land on your shoulders. You have to really put some time and effort and thinking into what it is that you want to say. How do you make that message really say what you want? And frankly, having done this um, many hundreds of times over for businesses in my life, um, the bottom line is that it really must be at all costs. It must be seven words or less. If you're going more than that, it's not a brand anymore. You're not branding. You're just jabbering. If you can put your message in seven words or less, you are creating an image that people will remember. And the bottom line is that's what you want to you know, accomplish with it. So, We used to have one. We build relationships with trust. We finally just dropped that tr- with trust and said, we build relationships. There you go. So that's a good example. So that goes to your point of having less is better in the case of a brand. Um, I, I'm, I'm working on one right now for a client of mine in, uh, in Pennsylvania. It, it's been a struggle because the way that the business was represented for a long time was with the hodgepodge of different terms and, and different words. And so to pull that together and really represent the core of the business without myself being a part of it, but you know, having to really listen hard to the, the client and find out what it is that's been driving his business this all this time and how he's looking to grow, uh, finally came up with some things that work, and we may share those in an upcoming uh, uh, show. W- what we do is, as entrepreneurs and as business owners, managers, I uh, keep saying this over and over, but there are there are a myriad of titles out there for all kinds of people who run businesses or biz- parts of businesses. And if, if you're running a business or a part of a business, it doesn't matter what your title is. You, we hope you're listening. Uh, but... Um, we make there's a famous person who said we make a living by what we get but we make a life by what we give and that goes back to a comment Johnny made in the last show and and believe it or not the re, the source of that is Winston Churchill um we make a living by what we get but we make a life by what we give and so that all fits into the comments, Johnny, that you made in, in uh, the last few topics that we've discussed here, and maybe you could kind of touch on that along with uh, the idea that you just mentioned about uh, branding. Maybe there's some way to put those together. Um, it well, seems to me, from what you said, there would be. Well, I always felt like um, in my business that it was, the business was simply the means by which the 125 families that worked in that business, supported themselves. And it was the families and the lives of the people in those families that were important. So it was 125 employees and their families. Yes. uh, Because those are their support systems. That's correct. So our company was the means by which they educated their kids, they took vacations, they prepared for a retirement, and the company value was wrapped up in the value of those people. And that's why a company that is like a Walmart that's employing thousands and thousands of people is of greater value than my little company was because it has more people it's helping. 
Well, we're going to take a break here. Um, I, I just wanted to comment on how you make a living may determine how you live your life. But how you live your life will determine how the rest of the world sees and experiences you and your business. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. We were talking about making a living and um, how that may determine your life. But how you live your life determines how the rest of the world sees and experiences you and your business. And during the break, Johnny was talking about uh, his last comment, which I believe was about 125. And that was the number of employees who were part of his business. And he related that to their families. So because that's the support system for those 125 individuals. And so how do you bridge all that without becoming a social worker? How do you get that kind of spirit of cooperation out of employees? And how do you cultivate that interest? General Motors has announced a layoff of 5,000 people, right. five plants. Those those people are devastated right here before Christmas. Yep. And an industry that's really booming right now, the yeah. automobile industry, is booming. It's hard to understand. And that's what I'm saying, that what we do matters. It matters to people and families and lives, and we can't take that casually or, or without real thought and intention. And that's why having a company and running it correctly and following the processes that it takes to be truly successful not just famous and not just rich but truly successful having a life that matters to people that it was that you were here and i'm just so passionate about that because i've seen too many people have fame and glory and all kinds of money but then their lives ends in tragedy and we've all seen that the people i want to emulate are those people who have lived great lives and influenced many, many people for good, either as business owners or as as ministers like Billy Graham or as leaders like Ronald Reagan, who influenced many people for good. He sought the best to come out of people. And if we aren't doing that in our business, we're never going to have a sense of fulfillment that we're doing something intrinsically valuable. Right. We're I, just making money. I, I have a I have a sign over my desk that I like, um, and and it's been there for quite some number of years. Seems like a hundred or so, <laughs> uh, and it says, "Be kinder than necessary, because everyone you meet is fighting some kind of battle." Or as Churchill once said, "Make a life by what you give." That choice made again and again will make your business grow. And that's really what I think I hear Johnny saying in a number of ways here. And that you can, you know, you can donate money. That's a wonderful thing when it's affordable and it's a free choice. Um, but here we're talking beyond money about treating family, friends, neighbors, customers, clients, patients, employees, suppliers, delivery people, cleaning people, all with increased respect every day, persistently, it will come back to you and it will come back to your business. I truly believe that, Hal. I think um, it's so important, particularly this time of the year, that we remember people that are out there. And I'm not talking about those that are standing on the street corner begging for money because 
I'm not going to be too sympathetic to those people till I open the paper up and there are no one ads. As long as there's one ads in the paper, these people standing on the street corners are not getting much of my sympathy. And that's my fault. I should be more empathetic and sympathetic with people. But also would like for people to take responsibility for their decisions and make good decisions. And that's why it's important as a leader of a company, as a leader of a business, we have to make certain that the decisions we make are not just decisions for the moment, but decisions for the long term. We used to do uh, 401k uh, matches in our company for our employees. Uh, sometimes we do dollar for dollar. Sometimes we do 50 cents on the dollar, depending upon our year, and we paid all that out of profits. And we took some of the profits and helped the families who were a part of the company who helped us earn those profits. And the other day I was talking to a gentleman who's retired from the company. He's got over half a million dollars of cash in his 401k because he was in a part of a company that didn't take it all just for the owners, but they shared with the other people who helped the owners be successful. And that's what I'm talking about. We've got to get a sense about our business that is higher than just the notion of I'm going to get famous and rich. And it's not that hard. I mean, really, it's a choice. And we can choose everything. And so the idea is be aware of the fact that you choose your behavior. You choose everything you do, no matter whether it's an old choice. It may be something from that you made 10 minutes ago, 10 hours ago, 10 years ago. But it's nonetheless the result of a choice. And so accept that. And don't choose to dwell on your goals. Choose to look around you and be in, be engaged with what's around you. It's no wonder we get our businesses in so many accidents. Um, as Americans, we're virtually um, brainwashed with a need to follow rules and regulations, and we only ever pay attention to where we're going um, or where we've been. We, we rarely pay attention to where we are at the moment. Yeah, and, well, just and use really, General Motors as an example. That's a perfect example. I mean, how in the world did they think this was— Who knows? They saw this before this last week. They saw they were headed down this road. Why didn't they make a change and two years ago? And they're being very successful. So what? You know, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, it's just greed or something there that's not right. That, well, that uh, CEO is going to get paid several millions of dollars to run that company and to hurt the, all these five thousand people that are there. And I just think it's uh, it's responsibility of leadership is to not put people. And companies well, it's terrible timing. I mean, what is, if they're going to make a decision like that, you don't do it in the middle of the holiday season. I they mean, knew this really, was coming months ago. That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Here's what it's all about. You are the captain of your business, and you decide when and where to drive and at what speed and at what hours and at whatever condition your vehicle is in. It's your business. It's your choice. If you own or manage your own company, the behavior of your company is your choice. You're, you're making that decision consciously or unconsciously every day in everything that you do. We're going to take a break here. Um, we'll be right back. So don't go away. And then we'll, that's your choice. <laughs> we hope that you're back. 
Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with Johnny Stites. We've been talking about running a business and how to keep your eyes wide open and your mind wide open and stay here now. Be involved in the present moment and recognize that what you do is a choice. When you are in the driver's seat of your business, you have more opportunities than you could ever have elsewhere to see your company, your organization, the products and services you offer as they truly exist, not just through your own biased eyes, we'll call them. How do you do that? By asking. Ask everyone you speak with every day, your staff, your customers, your vendors, your sales reps, your landlord, your competitors, your mother-in-law. Well, okay, maybe you can skip your mother-in-law. I think you went too far there now. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but, but ask every person, each person, what she or he thinks about your company what they think about your products and services, your people, your reputation, your community involvement, your pricing. Stop being afraid of what you think you might hear. Respect and appreciate honest answers. Every answer will help you be more successful. And and to do as I, I mean, I'm, I live by this and um, it's not the only reason I bring it up, but carry and use a pocket notebook. It's not hard to do. You remember notebooks? There's little pads that you write on with a pen or, oh, heaven forbid, a pencil. (laughs) Make it your mission to collect feedback, suggestions, ideas, opinions, comments, without reacting, rebutting, arguing, no yes buts, defending. Simply absorb them. Do something with them. Write them down and carry the notebook with you so that you have a place to look back and refer to. It's much better in a lot of ways than... Um, entering it into a, a smartphone or something. So, uh, and we can explain that. We've mentioned it before, but but we'll explain that again um, because the bottom line is when you write something, you don't ever forget it. You have it there. You can look at it anytime you want, whether your battery's charged or not. <laughs> so, I think one thing that I've learned too that most successful people do. They not only write things down, but they prioritize them at the, at the beginning of each day. If I want to get one thing done today, what's most important on my list of to-dos? And they prioritize them, and they work on number one until they get it finished. There then they go. go to number two. I think sometimes we bounce around, we let the urgent in our businesses get us distracted, and we're not able to afford time to really deep dive into what's going on in our business. My co- uh, coaching of people and the inf- entrepreneur systems that we use, we try to get them to have a what we call a level 10 meeting where the meeting is structured, everybody is disciplined to follow it, it lasts only 90 minutes, but it deals with the good things that are happening, the personal things that are happening, the bad things that are happening, all the status of the scorecard items that, that are company-wide, and everybody at the end of the meeting has a sense of where we are. So what? What if you take that into what I'm doing with the notebook, and I, I do carry it everywhere, and I jot stuff down. And as I do, if it strikes me as something important at the moment, I put a little asterisk there. So at the end of the day, I zoom through what my notes are, and I look at the asterisks. And then from those, maybe there's three or four, then I put number one, two, three, four, whatever, you know, yeah. order them in terms of importance, what I need to deal with. Um, I have had good thoughts during the day, 
You have? I have occasionally. <laughs> How about that? And I don't write them down. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I've forgotten the thought, and it yeah. may be a month or two later before I have that same thought again. It, so it is important to write things yeah, down. That's one, that's one of the problems of running a business is there's so many distractions. Yes. And, you, and if you don't keep track of what's going on, uh, keeping track of comments people make about your business when you ask them, that's really important. And and um, goes back to the thing we mentioned earlier about you, if if somebody is upset with something, they're going to tell 10 other people. And they may never tell you. But if you're out there asking, you're going to get responses from people. And if you don't react to those responses, you just appreciate them and jot them down, showing that you're giving that person a sense of importance. And this is really the main question that that wraps around all of these comments is what am I learning right now about myself and my business is, and fill in the blank, what I am learning right now about myself and my business is. That statement, complete that statement and bombard yourself with it as many times a day as possible. You you will be amazed at how that will lead you into being better at what you do and helping those who work with you to be better at what they do. And and that so that question, what I'm learning right now about myself and my business, is a here and now question, and it works for you. I was going to wrap it up my thoughts by just saying I think it's really important that we as individuals pursue those things that are going to outlast us so that the the people that we touch, the lives that we change, the good that we do will be um, good that will go beyond us. I think of Andrew Carnegie, who made so much money in the steel business. He ultimately sold that business and took the money and just started giving it away. And today, there are libraries all over the country where he set the libraries in place for his people coming after him. And there are many people who do that. There are families that just set in place trust for their own families and their own purposes. And that's not necessarily bad, but if that's all they're doing, it's not helpful to the society at large. And the thing that makes capitalism so good is that so many people benefit when somebody does something out of pure greed to try to sell more and make more money. Walmart's a perfect example. Uh, Sam Walton had a, a small store. He grew it into multiple stores using the same concept. Right. And so he became wealthy because he served more people. So there you are. So yeah. serving others um, is a way to serve yourself. Yes, it and, is. And uh, we'd like to end on that note and ask that you come back next week and join us. We will be looking forward to, uh, again, talking about business and how business works. This is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites, and we thank you for listening.